0: So often we we get so busy trying to buy gifts and it's based on the cost of the gift and how many gifts we can give when the greatest gift that we can give to someone. is just taking time to care about them. Isn't that big? That's bigger. Listen, can I tell you a secret? Um, uh, I, I've gone through all the gifts that Shirley's got me last Christmas. Most of them have holes in them now. I'm sorry. They have my jeans. She makes sure I get jeans every Christmas and I put holes in them throughout the year and they're gone. But you know what? She gives me more than anything else. And I get all year long and it means the most to me is how she loves me. And I want you to understand that is a crucial thing that we can give to everyone. Even can I tell you at this time of year and it should be all year long. We should be giving love to even those who don't reciprocate. Right. Even those who don't uh, don't seem lovely. They may they may be more grumpy than lovely. We should still be giving love to them. And it's a good thing. Even listen. What about the people who have financially, monetarily have everything and you can't really get them a gift. They still need love. I remember the story of a guy and I'll tell us I hate. I won't tell it because the kids in here. But it was a gentleman. I'll, I'll give you the gist of it and kind of get around. It. it was a gentleman who was the rich guy on the hill. And there was this minister that was doing a, a revival down at the bottom of the hill. And God told him, he said, hey, go to that door and tell them that I love them. And the minister was like, man, I don't I don't want to go up there. You know, that's you know, I, I don't want that guy to think I'm crazy. And God said, no, go. And he went. Knocked on the door, knocked on the door. There was no response. So he just yelled. He got down to the keyhole and he yelled in the window. Jesus loves you. And he went back down to the bottom of the the, the, uh, the hill. He did his revival. He told the story in the revival. And there was a man who jumped up from the back and said, I was that guy on the back of the hill. I was there on the top of the hill. I was getting ready to take my own life. And I heard a voice say, Jesus loves me. And he got down and saw the revival, came down, gave his heart to the Lord. Imagine how many people you think are well and fine and everything is good and they need Jesus. They need your love. Amen. 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 I'm going to let them be seated. I wasn't going to do this, but I'm going to teach this anyway. Just two minutes. Now, first thing I want to say before we go on, I I just got I got to teach this today. Is that okay? Usually I don't teach a long message, but I'm teaching this one today. It might be long, too. I'm sorry. But the thing about it is, is can we can we all agree that children's ministry is important? How many of you guys are feeling a little antsy because you got kids jumping around and running around? Did you know that's how church was in the early days that the kids did that kind of stuff? You just get used to it. You just make sure. Did you know that you have to learn how to focus? The world today, man, we're, we're so distracted. It's so easily to get off track when kids aren't doing right or things aren't going well. So don't let that be a distraction. Have joy. Amen. We're glad that the kids are here. That's what Jesus did in the midst of his meetings. He'd sit them down in the middle and, t- and preach while they were right there. So if it's good enough for Jesus, we can do that, too. But thank God for children's ministry, too. Amen. 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 I just want to share just a few things uh, really quickly. Guys, we've been talking about for the past uh, the past couple of weeks, we've been talking about obstacles. And the last thing that we did was we talked about obstacles for relationship with God. But we didn't finish. And end there, we said that God was so set on relationship with man Listen, God was so set on relationship with man that he moved everything around to do it. Did you know Jesus's main purpose for coming was to restore relationship with God? Remember, we talked about last week, Luke 19, 10 says, for the son of man is come to seek and to save that which was lost. And what was lost was relationship. And the biggest obstacle to relationship. I'm going to quickly run through this is religion, man's attempt. To reach God. Remember when they were in the garden, the fig, uh, the fig leaves that they had, they pulled them from the tree, they put them, sold them together and made aprons so they were covered from the nakedness and it was their attempt to be ready to see God. That was religion. And God says it doesn't work so much. So listen to this, that God created and gave us the Ten Commandments so that we would know that our own efforts would never work. He set a standard. He said, here is my standard. Can you meet it in those Ten Commandments? And guess what? We couldn't. Can I tell you? Listen to this. Listen, to this this always makes me laugh that while Moses was uh, uh, while God was scribing out the Ten Commandments, while Moses was in the mountain. Did you know that God was he was able to see what was happening at the bottom of the hill? And they were down there at the bottom of the hill while he's writing it out. I'm sure he's chuckling to himself to say, guess what? You're going to see when you get down to the bottom of the hill, Moses. But here is the list that I'm telling you that you've got to take to them that I'm going to command. And when he got to the bottom of the hill, they had already broken all of them. They had already broken all of them when he got to the bottom of the hill and they did that spiritually. And guess what Moses did naturally? He broke the Ten Commandments. So not only did we do it naturally, but we did it spiritually as well. Right. And so here is this that he's showing us that law, man's own efforts does not work. But God desires relationship. Do you do last thing I'm going to say about the the Genesis piece? But in Genesis three, God came down in the cool of the day and hung out with man. And once sin entered, God had to stop that. Did you know that God no longer hung out with man after that? The only time he spoke on the only people he spoke to, he spoke to three different people, the king, the priest and the prophet. If you weren't one of them, you didn't hear from God. And he had no relationship with anybody but those three. But he was desiring relationship. So what he did was, and this is the exciting part for me, this is what gets me excited at Christmas, is that God, it always says to me, God, every time I see Christmas coming around again, I see God moving heaven and earth, aligning everything for relationship with me again. In the garden, God spent time with man, and then he sends Jesus, who is What is another name for Jesus? Emmanuel, which means what? God with us. God says, guess what? Guess what? Guess what? Now I'm bringing my son so that I can be with you again. I'll no longer be distanced from you again. I'll be with you again in this relationship. The first thing I want you to see, and and this is uh, uh, just all of the message. This will be the finishing up of it. But I want you to see it from this perspective, and I want to read this to you. So in Luke chapter two. Luke chapter 2. Amen. Luke chapter 2 and verse starting in verses 22 and we're going to read a few. I know this is not how we normally do our service but today I just want to share this with you. Luke chapter 2. Starting in verse 22, and it says when the days of her purification, purification, according to the law of Moses were accomplished, they brought him to Jerusalem to present him to the Lord. This is talking about Mary after she's had Jesus after her purification comes according to the what the law they bring Jesus into the temple, as it is written in the law in verse twenty three of the Lord: Every male that openeth the womb shall be called holy to the Lord, and to offer a sacrifice according to that uh, excuse me to that which is said in the law of the Lord, a pair of turtle doves or two young pigeons, and behold, there was a man in Jerusalem, I want you to remember that a man in Jerusalem whose name was Simeon, and the same was just and devout waiting for the consolation of Israel, and the Holy Ghost was upon him. And it was revealed unto him by the Holy Ghost that he should not see death before he had seen the Lord's Christ. And he came by the Spirit into the temple the same day that Jesus came in, by the Spirit he came into the temple, and when the parents brought in the child Jesus to do for him Uh, after the custom of the law. Then took he him up in his arms and blessed him and said, Lord, now let us thy servant depart in peace according to thy word. For mine eyes have seen thy salvation, which thou hast prepared before the face of all the people, a light to lighten the Gentiles and the glory of thy people of Israel, uh, of thy people Israel. And Joseph and his mother uh, marveled at those things which were spoken unto him. Uh, uh, spoken of him excuse me and Simeon blessed them and said unto Mary his mother behold this child is set for the fall and rising again of many in Israel and for a sign which shall be spoken against them yea a sword shall pierce through uh, thy own soul also that thy thoughts uh, excuse me that the thoughts of many hearts may be revealed and there was one Anna a prophetess uh, the the daughter of uh, Phanuel of the tribe of Asher uh, she was of a great age, and she lived with the husband seven years from her virginity, and she was a widow of about four score and four years, which de- uh, departed not from the temple but served God with fasting and prayers night and day and she coming in that instance gave thanks likewise unto the Lord, and spake of him to all them that looked for redemption in Jerusalem. Now, I want you to see, hey, pastor, why did you read that, okay? So don't don't worry about her talking. It's okay. It's okay. The thing that I want you to see about this is, Pastor read all of those verses, and most of us miss what it was all about. You know why? Because we don't know the etymology of some of those names. And if we knew what was happening, we would see that God aligned heaven and earth to show us what He said in the garden. And to put it on Jesus at that moment, the first interaction that Jesus has in the temple ever, he meets. Guess who he meets? Simeon. And Simeon is there and he happens to come in by the Holy Spirit and he sees Jesus. He takes him up into his arms and he says, thank you, God. Now that he is here, I can depart with peace. And Simeon, his name means devout, obedient, and he represents the law. And the law comes in and the law remains all of this time. The law remains. And that's the very thing that keeps us from God is this law that was there that kept an arm's length between us. Because it said, guess what? Until you do everything right, you can't approach God. And he's there in the temple the very first time that Jesus comes and he says, now I can leave because Jesus is here. And the law is able to get up and leave. And it says after he says what he says, in the very instance that he leaves, Anna shows up. And we don't know who Anna is because we don't know the etymology of her name. And her name means grace at the very moment that Jesus has his interaction in the temple he gets he meets with Simeon and Simeon can leave the law is gone and no more it is done and we're free from the distance that we had from God because God set it up that way he says I've been longing for relationship I've been wanting you I've been desiring you I want my time back with you and so as soon as the law leaves grace enters and grace never, it says that grace never left. Didn't it say that? That she stayed continually in the temple. Grace is never going anywhere. She's here for us because of Jesus the Christ. Aren't you excited about that? See, the thing that I see about this is, is that we so often we see this and we go, okay, Christmas is the time when Jesus came and and, and everything is good because now he's going to be our savior. But we miss the fact that he's restoring total relationship. Freedom from sin, my ability to sit at the feet and not only at the feet, but have real relationship with our heavenly father. Man, you if you if you would get a hold of this, it would have you stop being afraid of running to him when you mess up. Because he'll say, just like I do my kids when they messed up, I pick them up after they fell, dust them off, and say, "Okay, let's go try this again." I didn't scold them because they stumbled. I was concerned for them. I lifted them up, dusted them off, made sure they were okay, and sent them on again. That's what Jesus, that's what God wants to do for you. He wants relationship, He wants communication with you. See, but the struggle is because our minds stay in the mode of religion and we miss that Simeon is gone and Anna is here. Because we miss that fact, What happens is, is that when we get ready to go before the Lord, we come before him like this and we tell him all the stuff that's going wrong and why we messed it up. And and sometimes we never we never come because we're hiding because we messed it up. When the truth of the matter is, what did I tell you last week? God put the skins on you. you. You have to go get the message from last week to know what I'm talking about. Amen. He's the one who laid the skins on. All Adam and Eve did was let it. How many of you will allow God to let grace engulf your life? How many of you will allow grace to engulf your life? Now, no, no, this is this is something that you've got to get a hold of because if you don't change how you think, you're gonna when you leave here, you're gonna be like, man, that was a good message, Pastor. Preach, all right, man. And we're gonna get back to toys. We're gonna get back to all the business. We're gonna be doing all the Santa stuff, and we're gonna do all of this stuff, and then we're gonna be back in the same mess that we were in. We will have forgotten about Anna, and we'll still be dealing with Simeon, and we'll struggle, and it'll keep us. And when things get back, and then when we see the bills. Of all that we spent at Christmas. And we don't know how we're going to pay them, And then we're up all night trying to figure it out. Because we can't trust God to do it his way. To know that he's daddy. Listen, listen, when my parents were alive, I, I, I didn't, you know. I, I miss them for this, this. I know this sounds bad, but I miss my parents because I love them. But one thing about my parents were was this, is that they were always there when I needed them. And that 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 uh, that pain will never go away that they're not there. Amen. That they're not there when I needed them, but they were always there for me when I needed them. Now, listen to what God wants from us. He wants you to understand and see him the same way. I'm never leaving. I've always got your back. Listen, if I gave my very best. Listen, if I gave my very best. So that I could have relationship with you. Why would I now turn my back on you now that I have relationship? Wouldn't it be a waste of Jesus if that was the case? Then why are you distressing? Why are you distraught? Why are you downtrodden? Why is your heart heavy? Why are you fearful? Why are you negative? Right? Why not allow grace to engulf you? Amen. Now I'm finished. There's more I wanted to say, but I'm finished. And this is what I want to say to you. There there are two things that I want to do. One, I want us now to take communion. I know that seems like, hey, we're supposed to do that at, at, uh, at, at uh, Easter, right? But the truth of the matter is, guys, listen, the Bible says this do in remembrance of me. OK, you missed that. He said this do in remembrance of me. We are remembering that he came down to be with us. Do you have joy about that? So now we're not going to take communion the way most people take communion Oh, Solomon. Oh, I got to be sad. No, I got grace. I'm free. I'm I'm excited. Aren't you excited? So now what we're going to do is we're going to take communion. I'm going to pray over the elements of communion and you're going to come up. They're going to come and play a song. I don't know what they're going to play, but they're going to play something upbeat. Hallelujah. Something exciting and this side there's communion over here in this corner and this side there's communion over here in this corner you guys can come and get that and we're going to do it with joy today amen normally this is a solemn idea but today guys after hearing that God wanted relationship and this is a reminder that the law has passed Jesus has made a way for us to be restored in relationship with the father this should be a joyous occasion amen Amen. And we're remembering what he has done. So we're going to take the elements together. Amen. So, Father, we thank you for the bread that represents your body that was broken for us, for our healing, for our deliverance. We thank you for it and we take it and we eat it in Jesus' name. And then, Father, we thank you as we take the cup, which represents your blood that was shed upon the mercy seat to cover and do away with the law once and for all so that we may be free from its bonds of religion and us trying to do it ourselves and be moved into the place of grace, the new covenant that is filled with grace, love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, long-suffering, faithfulness, gentleness, kindness. We thank you for it, Father, and we bless your name in Jesus' name as we take it. For as often as we eat this bread and we drink this cup, we remember what you've done. We give you all the glory, all the praise in Jesus name. Amen. 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 Hallelujah.